Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day, welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Gisberg. Thanks for being here, and I, I'm grateful you are. We've been here since 2013, three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Every episode is here to give you something that'll hopefully make today better than yesterday. Well, we don't, well, because that's what it does. You don't accidentally make a show for 10 years. Yeah, we think they're pretty good. We're pretty proud of it. I'm Osher Ginsburg. I'm a podcaster. I'm a TV host. I'm a, uh, what am I right now? A current holder of large amounts of chlorine bleach in, bleach in my hair follicles. You can hear that, I'm sure, and I'm glad you're with me today. Send us your email at gmail.com is my email address if you need anything at all. Uh, thank you for the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words of support about the um, previous Friday's episodes, certainly the ones talking about the voice referendum. Um, not about to pull any punches on that or, or stop it, but it's bloody lovely that um, people are reaching out, uh, you know, emails from people who are a hard no, they were a hard no, and then they heard me talking about what it is, you know, going on as far as fear tactics are being used and what it is as far as amplification bots and troll farms and things. And and people turned around and went, that's a hard yes. And, and it's amazing. It's just amazing. And I'm so freaking grateful to have that opportunity. I'm also very grateful to say that... Um, I get to do this job because this job I love so much and occasionally it just the, the way that this job circles back on what it is that I do and it's such, such an incredibly personal way of me speaking about what's going on in my life and how much I love that what goes on in my life is a thing that resonates with people is really wonderful. And if you've been listening for a long time, you'll know that I have... I have a particular fascination with the way that people move in circles, how I guess various cohorts of people who first gathered at one particular workplace, how they ascend through their industries, loosely connected, but you know, always in touch, those bonds strengthening when there's a mutual reason for them to collaborate and then drifting off again as they rise up through the ranks of life, kind of coming and going. Um, there's the Channel 31 crew out of Melbourne, the first of which in recent times that we've come to know was Rove McManus. And who else went through there? Hamish and Andy, Georgie Coglin, Waleed Ali, they all came through there. The 2000 to 2005 Channel V crew, both on air and off air, when it comes to careers, so many of the people that were 
in that building at that office at that time have just gone way beyond the scope of what you could possibly even call a coincidence. It's, it's amazing. And it happens all the time in music. The nature of geographic access to drummers, bass players, guitar players, slide guitar players, you know, means that local band scenes often have a lot of cross-pollination. And I was part of such a band scene in Brisbane in the early 90s. I played bass in a funk metal band. We were called Feebles Junkie. It was a lot of fun. We were big fans of Peter Jackson and the film Meet the Feebles. Um, the band name perhaps didn't help us. <laughs> <laughs> considering how much heroin was going on in Brisbane at the time. But that's what it was. They named before I got there. Like, for example, like we did, a, we did a gig at a club, which was run by John Collins, who was the bass player from Powderfinger. Our first album was produced by Dave Atkins. He's a, a founding father of Resin Dogs, an absolute weapon on the skins. He played for Wolf Mother for a while there. Dave's incredible. Like, it just kind of these orbits just kind of intersect all the time. And when I was in Feebles, we were getting closer and closer and closer on the orbit of Sony Music up in Brisbane because Powderfinger had just signed a really significant major label deal. No one was signing major label deals in the scene. And then Polydor, which is what they were called, they're gone now. But they signed Powderfinger and then Sony started sniffing around. They wanted to tap into what was happening in the Brisbane band scene, which was quite special at the time. Warner Brothers had just nabbed Regurgitator. Sony did not want to miss out. And we were one of the bands that they were courting, I guess. We got tickets to gigs. We were loaned lawyers to do a bit of work on the side because our, our povo doll money budget couldn't quite cut it. And we got lined up with really significant support slots for bands we otherwise wouldn't get to support so that record company bigwigs could check it us, check us out and see what we were up to. One of those support slots that we nabbed was at the very famous landmark venue in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane called The Zoo. It's an institution. Now, I'd spent many a night on stage and off stage just dancing my ass off in that venue. And we were thrilled to uh, get a gig supporting Silverchair. There was a heap of noise about this band on Triple J. They just won a huge competition run by SBS, three kids out of Newcastle. They were just incredible. They had so much heat on them. And somehow we managed to get the support slot. Now, we kind of knew something was up because as I, you know, backed the old white Kingswood <laughs> station wagon that uh, I think we paid 300 bucks cash for it, as I backed it up into the loading bay, uh, as we started lugging amps and stuff around the corner onto Ann Street there, there was like people already waiting out the front uh, of the gig, sitting on the asphalt sidewalk in a stinking hot Brisbane afternoon. They were just waiting at four in the afternoon trying to get in, knowing that they didn't want to miss their chance to get up the front. It's like, Jesus, okay, this is something. And like any support slot gig, what you have to do is that the headliner band they rig the stage, they build their stage, and they put all the amps and stuff on there, and they do their sound check. And then in declining order of who's going on first, you do your sound checks. And so there was only two bands that night, but if there's four bands on, the first band on does the last sound check. So like any support slot, we had to wait until the headliner band had done their sound check before you know, being able to put our stuff on stage. And that usually happened, that sound check, certainly with support gigs, that usually happened while people were already coming to the venue, which means you don't get a sound check. But at this gig, we actually managed to do what's called a line check, uh, which is where you just basically go, yeah, that, that's working, that's working, that's working. Okay, we've got to open the doors. 
And then these kids from outside just started streaming in. I don't really remember what time we went on stage, but I do remember the familiar faces of the local Sony Music crew who we'd met heaps of times. Because Feebles, look, we rehearsed like crazy. I think we rehearsed nearly every night uh, for a while there because we wanted to get as tight as we possibly could be. I, I remember lots of people dancing more than usual, which was nice because many of the songs that we played were in odd time signatures. Uh, it was like, so rather than one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, they were in five. So it was like, that's a five, eight. So much like my very long shorts, odd time signatures with big guitars were very much the fashion at the time. And usually when you start doing groovy things in 5.8, people just fall over because the one isn't where it usually is. Uh, but the people at this show, oh boy, oh boy, they were very hip. They were very up for it. They knew how to dance, that kind of stuff. And we killed, we slayed. We were stoked. We said, hey, thanks very much. We'll see you next time. We were so happy. We, as soon as we said goodnight, the lights went down. We unplugged everything as quick as possible because you've got to get your stuff off stage so the headliner band stage guy can get on. It's a polite thing to do. You just get out of the way. We put all that stuff by the side of the stage. I remember just being so excited, so thrilled with the set we'd played. It was one of our best sets we've ever played. And heading back into the band room to sit down and have a beer, I was just, I was just beaming with joy. I was laughing and joking with Fred, my guitar player. And we walked in. We saw there were more people in there now, more people than when we'd left it during our set. And going to where I'd left my bag, I'd, I'd, I'd grabbed a beer out, out of the esky, our esky, our rider esky, and I plopped down on a, one of the kind of old chair house couches that was in the band room, I guess, and took the first swig of that very frosty ale and that, oh, that satisfied sigh that really only arrives once your brain and your body knows that it's all done. You fucking nailed it. Well done. And literally smelling the second swig as I pulled the beard on my face, savoring the moment with Fred, one of the silver chair dads walked straight up to us and I'll never forget what he said. Okay, guys, you've had access to the room long enough. It's, it's time to get out. Let the boys have some space. And I kind of froze not really knowing what to do because a part of me knew that band rooms at this level in the industry, they were communal spaces. There's often where really brilliant connections with other bands were made where you heard news, what was going on, who was playing what gig, who was on what support slot, what festivals are coming. Friendships were made, songwriting plans are made off the back of great ideas that emerge off stage. And this is a really important part of the, of the process. But I was also still just 20 and I was being spoken to by an adult who was using his peaceful yet forceful dad voice. And the part of my body which reacted to the authority of a stranger's dad speaking to me, uh, I'd heard that kind of thing before when someone's dad kind of comes into the rumpus room and goes, look, I don't know who you kids are, but Jacinda did not ask me or her mother about this house party. I'll give you four minutes to get the fuck out of here because the cops are being called in five minutes. Take all your shit with you. When I come back down here, you are all gone. All right, and that part of my body just kind of nodded and went, oh, okay, sure. Just grabbed my bag, left the rest of our rider beers behind, and I just walked out the door. We watched Silverchair play that show, and look, they were everything that you came to know. They were absolutely phenomenal. So a few weeks later, when we heard that Silverchair indeed got signed to Sony for a very significant record deal, look, I'm not 
going to lie to you. At the time, 20-year-old me was pissed off that it wasn't my band that got the gig. But it wasn't much later that I was like, well, of course they did. I heard that first record and went, oh, that makes sense. Way better. They were amazing. (laughs) They were a powerhouse. And they were all of that even before the record deal. Over the years, I had a chance to interview Silverchair as they crossed paths with us at Channel V. And as time wore on, the kind of interesting boundaries of mutual friends, they started to intersect because I'm only a little bit older, like four or five years older than the guys. Now, for example, like the reason that Audrey and I went to the Calm Birth prenatal course, that is because Chris Joannu told me about it when I had seen him at someone else's thing uh, about six months before that it happened. It's the first thing he said to me, he's like, mate, good to see you. You've got to go, come, but it's got to do it. It was amazing. Some moments like that. It's great. So when Ben and Chris came here to the studio the other day to sit down and chat, and because they've written a new book, it's called Love and Pain. When they came over here to sit down and have a chat, it was truly unlike any interview that I've ever really done. Because unbeknownst to them, these guys have been an enormously important part of my life from those early band days through to all the work that we did together at Channel V. And when I was living in Los Angeles, we would cross paths in, in shall we say, a recreational capacity. Now, like you, I've heard the Daniel Johns podcast. So when I read the book that Ben and Chris have written, I was absolutely blown away because there is, there's a lot more to the story. Not to say that Daniel's story is is the be-all and end-all, but or Ben and Chris's isn't the be-all and end-all. I'm sure somewhere in the middle of all three is what happened, but there's a lot more going on. And ultimately, the story of Silverchair is a story about friendship. And with Ben and Chris, it's a friendship that almost never got to happen again. The chat that you'll hear in a couple of days, it, it goes deep. It goes real deep. Uh, mental ill health, physical ill health, heart attacks, sobriety, the complex nature of songwriting credits, and how they play out in regards to what goes on inside a band. They're very tricky conversations to have. But if you've never considered it, or never really thought about what happens to a band if that bit doesn't work properly, it's well, well worth a listen. The episode's still a few days away, but uh, I just wanted to give you a bit more background than I otherwise would have because usually when I do those intros, if they go too long, people are like, Where's the, you talk too long at the start, just play the interview, I don't care about you. Oh, sorry. So that's why I'm doing it today. But on Monday, you'll hear it. That's fantastic. It's a great book. book's called Love and Pain. I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Thanks so much for being a part of it. Thank you very much to Andy Ma, who did audio and video post on this, Abby Benno, who produced this episode, Toe Hyder, who made all the music, Ben Richardson, who's building pretty awesome shit with me. Uh, if you need me, it's real easy. Send Osher email at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.